Radio. Education and Conscience. A talk by Archbishop Julian Porteous at the Christopher Dawson Center for Cultural Studies 2017 Colloquium. So the um, this Dawson Colloquium this year uh, has um, opened, I think, very in a very stimulating way, looking at questions of education and looking uh, particularly at its relation to the promotion of the good life. And I, th- I think already it's been uh, an opportunity for us to be stimulated and uh, cause a great deal of, of reflection for us. I'd like to um, look at education and the question of education from just one particular aspect. And I think it fits in with the theme and, and I don't think it's possibly something which somebody else will be, will be covering. It's, uh, it's a question of uh, education as providing the, the grounds for the exercise of conscience. I think it's a very important issue. You know, education, as we've heard this afternoon, is not, should not just be career-oriented, should not just be um, uh, the acquisition knowledge, but it should be about the formation of the person, as we've heard uh, expressed very eloquently this afternoon. Um, And I think one particular aspect of this is in the exercise of conscience. If you like, it should be one of the flow-on effects of sound and good uh, education. Uh, A person who uh, I think has reflected upon this and contributed to this uh, this issue is blessed John Henry Newman. Um, He promoted the idea of uh, liberal education as he says, it's a process by which a person actually becomes more human. So he was very aware of the formation of the whole person as a, a goal of, of, of education. And in this too, he was very much in the line of liberal education and recognising the, the value of the towering figures in uh, particularly uh, Western civilization, going back obviously to the great uh, Greek philosophers, Plato and Aristotle in particular. And then flowing through to people like Augustine, uh, later on Aquinas, um, and many others who were just outstanding figures in our tradition, all of whom, in one way or another, spoke about the goal of the formation of the person, of the human, of the human person. Um, it, Newman spoke about the idea of uh, education as, as aimed at universal knowledge, so a sense of not narrowing down into specifics, but actually having uh, an education that forms the whole person. So he, um, he, he, he would say that um, individual studies should be set within the panorama of, uh, of total education. Um, and in particular, of course, he would say education should be about dipping into the great thought that is our Western tradition. Of course, when uh, Newman is writing about these things, of course, he's writing clearly as a Christian, inspired by his own Christian faith, his own Christian journey. And of course, for him, he's very aware that uh, all knowledge will eventually lead to God, because God is the source ultimately of truth and, uh, and so any pursuit of knowledge will, will inevitably lead to a recognition of, of God and the, the fullness of God. And he would say very simply too that we can't uh, comprehend or grasp human experience 
uh, without a recognition of God. God needs to be put into the equation of reflection on, on, human, on our human condition. So there is, you know, as Newman and many of us I'm sure here would agree, that human beings have a transcendental dimension to life. And, uh, <clears throat> and while Newman would recognise that uh, the human condition is also burdened by the effects of sin, the, the original sin, uh, it does, which does affect his capacity for uh, correct and sound human knowing, he also would have great confidence that human beings have the capacity to pursue truth. One of the areas, as I said, that I'm particularly interested in the pursuit of truth is the, the question of, of conscience and the, the role that conscience necessarily plays in the living of the good life and the, the ability to recognise right and wrong. The, the Catholic Catechism describes uh, the exercise of conscience as a judgment of reason whereby the human person recognises the moral quality of a concrete act that they're going to perform. What I'm particularly interested in here is the, the notion that the exercise of conscience is in fact a rational uh, uh, exercise. And uh, certainly we cannot just simply see it, as we've often heard and it was mentioned today, somehow an expression of feeling, of emotion, and, uh, and doing things according to what I feel is right. The Catholic Catechism would say, no, it should be a rational uh, exercise. And it's also very true that um, the recognition of the moral quality of an act can only reliably take place as a, if a person has received a proper formation in what is morally right and just. And I think our discussion earlier on about values and uh, the question of... Um, of virtue is, is very important in, in this regard. And so a poorly formed conscience will um, not be able to judge rightly and will not easily recognise prescriptions of truth, of law uh, and indeed of reality. Um, another figure who uh, has contributed to thought in this area, a man who's, uh, who I greatly admire, is um, he became uh, Pope Benedict XVI, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. Back in 1991, he was uh, addressing a workshop uh, for uh, bishops in Dallas in Texas. And uh, I think he clearly there captured the issue with regard to conscience and our, our modern, modern situation. He describes how modern man sees conscience from the point of view of subjectivity. Again, something which was referred to today. And as an expression of human freedom, something very much prized in uh, contemporary culture. And, but seeing any authority as constraints and a threat to, to personal freedom. And I think we heard that very good as uh, Kevin was talking about issues in relation to uh, modern education. So the notion of conscience uh, is a very attractive notion for contemporary people and contemporary sensibilities because it very readily becomes uh, a source of justification for doing what I feel, what I want. And, uh, and, and so we, we, feel, we find a lot of people are very 
happy to say they're following their conscience and treat conscience as, um, as something which is a validating principle for their, uh, their decisions and, and their actions. However, this fails to acknowledge, as Newman forcibly reminds us, that we are very imperfect creatures and are prone to self-deception. Of course, feelings fluctuate, don't they? They're most unreliable, and in the end, they're just too subjective. Cardinal Ratzinger commented on Cardinal Newman's contribution to Christian thought on the subject of conscience, and he said this, Newman was much more taken by the necessity to obey recognised truth than his own preferences, even against his own sensitivity and bonds of friendship and ties due to similar backgrounds. He emphasised truth's priority over consensus, over accommodation to groups. I would say, Cardinal Ratzinger says, that when we are speaking of a man of conscience, we mean one who looks at things in this way. A man of conscience is one who never acquires tolerance, well-being, success, public standing and approval on the part of a prevailing opinion at the expense of truth. Conscience cannot be reduced to social advantage, to group, to group consensus or to the demands of political and social power. So pure subjectivity in matters of moral decision-making is fraught with danger. Everyone needs to have an objective standard with which to test our own inner predilections. The proper judgment of conscience can only occur when a person has received a proper moral formation by competent guides. Such formation for most begins with practical instruction in morality from their parents. And as we reach adulthood, the person himself becomes responsible for their ongoing moral formation. The ultimate guide, of course, for the formation of conscience must be Christ himself, who is the truth. But formation of conscience needs a light of faith and an openness to Christian revelation. Thus, when we look at the question of education, it must so form the mind that it is able to recognise truth. And what is equally critical for right judgment by the conscience is ongoing promotion of the virtues, as we heard today. Through developing virtues, the person will be more naturally disposed to making a right judgment in the exercise of conscience. In order to fully flourish as human beings, a person must be formed and directed ultimately in a life of virtue. And once properly formed and assisted by the virtues, conscience becomes a sound guide in life's key decision-making. So I believe that authentic education, liberal education, does need, as we heard today, formation in virtue, because it will be formation virtue that will, will provide the appropriate foundation for the correct exercise of conscience. And ultimately, to live according to the truth of human existence is the means by which human beings will be truly free. 
Thank you. That was Archbishop Julian Porteous with Education and Conscience. This presentation was part of the Christopher Dawson Center for Cultural Studies 2017 Colloquium on the theme Liberal Education, Restoring the Notion of Education as the Basis for Living the Good Life, which was hosted in Hobart, Australia. For more talks, interviews and shows, visit cradio.org.au.